Hi, and welcome to Embark, where we navigate to what's next. My name is Liz Solar, and today we are talking about change still. We're still doing COVID, so that really hasn't changed. But everything else within it has changed. For instance, three weeks ago on a lark, my husband and I were looking at places because real estate is our porn. We ended up buying a new place and now are scrambling to sell our old place and fielding offers. So if you have one, call it in. But also going through changes these days is my guest, Rachel Pinterelli, who is a self-described, and I'm going to say it because I agree with this, a free-spirited person, and she's the founder of Rock Your Brand. She's a copywriter and brand specialist with over 15 years of experience in both the for-profit and nonprofit worlds. Before launching her business in early 2019, she was the Director of Marketing and Communications for Girl Scouts of Southeastern New England. It's here she was touched by the sense of sisterhood and, of course, enjoyed the perks of the occasional Girl Scout cookie. Her work through Rock Your Brand fuels her belief that the power of story and the transparency of self is the true connector in the marketing of any service or product. Rachel guides clients in uncovering their voice and, in turn, the voice of their brand through a dedicated, partnered approach. Her mission is to help small business owners be brave and find their footing in delivering the message of who they are without apology, consistently, courageously, and confidently, and a warm welcome to Rachel Pinterelli. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. And I love that. And perhaps women of a certain era, we grow up kind of apologizing for everything. You know, somebody bumps into us and we're like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. But <laughs> but sort of claiming who we are and claiming our voice, like that's that's a, a large step for womankind. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, I know my experience in developing my own freelance business and my own brand, you know, there did initially it felt like there was this sense of, I had to, you know, apologize if I didn't get something quite right, or I, I wasn't quite sure of things. And, you know, I think that's part of my mission now is once now that I have found the confidence is to, you know, instill that confidence in others as well. So it's like we we teach what we need to learn. So now that you've learned it, you can teach it. Absolutely. <laughs> I know that was kind of a circuitous thing. So how did you come to, hey, I think I'm going to do branding? How did that happen? Um, well, you know what? I've got a story for you. Okay. Um, so with my my years of experience in marketing, um, I actually became really passionate within um, my experience working for for-profits, nonprofits, specifically fits, and learning about how much brand and messaging work together in that realm. And so when it came time for me to launch my own freelance business, taking that passion for brand and scaling it down in a way that was workable for solopreneurs, small business owners, um, was my driving force because I had learned so much on this large scale scheme of things to take that and funnel it down so that it was in these bite-sized pieces and approachable and easier for small business owners and solopreneurs to understand the scope of it. Now, you had come up with Rock Your Brand, and there's, yes. there's a whole story behind your brand that I'd love you to share. 
Well, uh, so rock your brand. I, you know, as you said in the intro, I am a free spirit. I have a very like a bohemian uh, wanderlust side to me, but I also have sort of a rock and roll edge. And so when I was coming up with the name for my company, I came up with Rock Your Brand. And initially, if this is the direction we want to take this, I'm happy to share that initially my branding for the name uh, and for my business really carried through. It was rock and roll imagery. It was concerts. It Even the, the voice of my brand had this very edgy uh, feel to it. And it was it was working for me. It was an accurate representation of who I was at the time when I launched my business in early 2019. And, you know, as you said in the intro, we're, we're living in a time of transition and transformation with everything happening with COVID in our world. And um, in March, when everything stopped, the world kind of stopped, my freelance business also stopped. And there was a very introspective time over a few months where I felt lost. And I believe that other business owners and solopreneurs during that time may have had a similar feeling of being lost. Um, Clients uh, fell off the radar and I had to just sort of deal with the world as it was and set the business to one side for just a brief moment so I could catch my breath. And when I was ready to reemerge late April, early May, I had to take a hard look at my branding. And I think this is where there's a really important message here. Branding when you are a solopreneur can be fluid. It is personal branding that you are doing. It is a reflection of who you are. And in April, early May, I took a look at my branding, the visuals, the voice, and it no longer A, represented who I was. And also the visuals and the voice of my brand didn't fit anymore. All of my brand revolved around imagery of rock concerts and people singing into microphones in large, huge crowds in this really carefree voice. And that wasn't working anymore. And so I had to step back, take a moment and really examine myself and see how I could transform my brand. Now, the imagery that you have now is very different from what you had. How do you reconcile who you were with who you are now? What's the common thread that goes through your brand? So the common thread there is that I think as people, we transform and change. So when I started this, I my husband and I enjoy going to see live music. Uh, we Our lifestyle, um, we made a huge move from New England and traveled to live in Las Vegas I am now uh, over the summer last year. And I went from a very different lifestyle and a view of the world through Rock Your Brand and its former imaging and the way I used to speak about it and myself to moving to a desert where it is wide open sky and mountains. And if you look at the imagery of my branding now, that is fully reflected. And that is the reflection of A, the introspection I had on myself and reconnecting and being brave in sharing that I was changing as a person and letting that change transform and become transparent in my brand. And I was outside a lot and I was in the mountains and we were going to the Knox parks, you know, in our car while everything was shut down. And the branding imagery and who I feel I've 
grown into in the past year since COVID hit, or at least it feels like a year, (laughs) um, had to be reflected in the brand. So what you see visually from what it was to what it is now is really an accurate, transparent representation of who I am as a person. So they would have to go to your website to actually know what you're talking about, because it is a a lovely branding logo and beautiful font and everything else. So um, if you go to Rock yourbrand.com, you can see some of Rachel's um, great words, but also beautiful logo. Everybody has a brand, it seems these days. It's almost like when um, Andy Warhol had said, you know, someday everybody's going to have 15 minutes of fame. Everybody has a brand now. You know, uh, two-year-olds have their own brand. You know, they have their own Instagram pages. What are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about branding? Well, I think um, the first and the biggest misconception is that people believe, you know, that they need to look and mirror everything else they're seeing. So a huge misconception as someone that has to personally brand and you don't know where to start is you will start to Google. We all love the Google, right? Mm -hmm. And we hop on there and we start looking up other people that do what we do. And the misconception is that if you see somebody that's being super successful in their personal brand and they do something similar to what you do, that you should follow that same formula. And I'm going to shake things up and I'm going to tell you, you don't have to do that. Because if that branding you are seeing for that individual, if their website and their Instagram and their imagery and their color palette and the way they talk to their audience and uh, potential clients you love and you're like, I want to do this too, that's not a representation of who you are. And the reason that person is having that success is because they're being true to who they are, most likely, hopefully. And that is why they are getting response. Do not duplicate what you see. It starts with you and who you are. And I think that's just a huge misconception. This person has this, so I have to do that too. Obviously, yes, there are some, you know, major foundational things that you should you should be doing, you know, and that is, you know, making sure you're consistent in your brand and having, you know, some social media platform presence, even if it's just one. There are like the basics that you would need to do, have a mission statement, but the actual voice of who that person is in branding, do not duplicate, find your own voice. What do you do with the person who says, I don't know who I am. How can I create a brand when I don't even have a clear picture of what my own identity is? Well, I've had some very interesting conversations with clients, um, consultation calls, um, usually just impromptu where we'll have a client call about one thing and it'll take off in another direction. And so this is about digging into who that person is in their life not even their business initially. This is how I work with my clients. I develop a custom questionnaire that a lot of times in the beginning, my clients were like, I don't understand what this question has to do with anything that, you know, that we need to develop. And in the end, what is revealed is where the foundation for who they are it, you know, where that comes from and how that uh, evolves into a brand. So I do it through these deep dive questions. I do it through Zoom face-to-face, we'll say, virtually face-to-face. And interviewing the individual, you have to sit down and just answer some really basic things. I believe it's Simon Sinek with the golden circle. Before you do anything, 
in your brand and trying to just instantly dive in, find a voice, pick a color palette, you've got to examine really important questions about yourself. Why you do what you do and why you're passionate. How are you different than uh, the way you're presenting yourself and how you work with your clients and how you deliver on, on that? And what are you offering? And I think a lot of people get lost because they start with what? well, this is what I do, but how is that any different than anybody else? And that's when those deep dive questions of the why, why do it? To me, that is the center. If someone is listening right now and they are lost, they don't know what makes them different, they don't know how to start, think about your why. Why do you do it? Why are you passionate? Why did you start? Um, And why do you have the drive to continue and reach those people you're trying to reach and help? That is an excellent point. I think people go to, you know, uh, that human doing rather than human being, and it misses the whole point of what exactly you're doing here. Why now? Why are you talking to these people? Um, do you ever find that people try to broadcast rather than narrowcast, not find their niche because they're afraid they're going to lose customers or lose potential clients because they're too narrow? Absolutely. That is hiccup and I will boldly and transparently share that I was that person. I was that person um, probably right before I did my brand transfer in April, May. I, a new business owner, uh, I mean, I have 15, 20 years of marketing experience, but to portray your own brand and yourself through the, through your brand is a very scary thing. It takes courage. And your first instinct is to just reach out and try to reach any person possible and support them because you're afraid of narrowing that niche, as you said. And I can tell you from experience that once you've honed in on the why you're doing what you do and you take a look at the ways that you want to communicate that, you will start to attract your niche. The people that I'm meant to serve are coming to me. And as that has happened, I've been able to be more brave in narrowing down who I want to serve. You have worked with people and have you ever misbranded someone? Did you ever read them wrong? Or has anybody ever come back and said, you know, you just didn't get me. Um, and, And conversely, if you have a story about someone who says, you got me so good. I had one client that I worked with them extensively over a couple months. And no matter how many custom questionnaires I tailored to them, no matter how many examples of other brands that they felt were similar to the direction they wanted to go, um, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it does help, at least for me, on the service end of this to get an easier feel for the direction they're trying to go. I was looking and working so much with this one particular client and I I would ask all the right questions. I would have these great, powerful Zoom calls with them. I would record them. I would transcribe the conversations and usually what people answer me with, the gems are already there. Everybody already has in their language who they are. And this particular client, I would integrate that language and those words and the way in which they spoke to me into the branding, the copy that they had hired me to do. And they just felt it was not accurate. They just felt it was not them. And I literally was using verbiage that had come from them. 
we, you know, we agreed to part. They thought I was great. I thought they were great, but I could not nail it down. And the way I saw them, which was sort of like this uh, goddess-like, they were offering these retreats in Hawaii at the time. And it was tailored to women. And I just thought it as like this goddess retreat that this is where women can live in their power amongst nature. And they were like, no, no, we're more toes in the sand kind of people. But that's not what that's not what they were they were expressing when I asked them to talk from their heart. So that's my long-winded answer. <laughs> Conversely, tell us about a, like an incredible success story with with your branding or branding someone else. Well, where do I start? You know, I have this one client, and they're very confident in who they are and what they do, and their voice. Uh, was very strong already. But the cohesion, the consistency, the real foundation of their brand so that it had a strong presence, there was a lot of inconsistency. And when I worked with her and said, look, you've already got all the dynamics you need for your quote brand as you are as a person. However, When I look at your website and I look at your marketing materials um, and your social media, the voice of who you are um, in a consistent, fluid, professional way is not coming through. And so it's hard for me to identify like one one particular client where I nailed it because everybody is so unique Mm -hmm. and everybody needs something different to help bring that brand to life. What I do is help them connect to the voice of who they are, and then be able to broadcast that consistently in a professional way. And this particular client desperately needed that. And I was able to rise to that challenge and get them in the flow of being able to do that. And and it's still happening today. And uh, I did end up uh, creating some visuals for them that we consistently use now together to promote their brand. So it is a success story. You know, we were kidding around a little bit about this, but these are times of being authentic. And that has been a buzzword probably over the last couple of years. And when does authenticity tumble into the area of too much information or like being authentic? You know, people who do a lot of virtue signaling because they're being so authentic, but we kind of see through that. How much do you see in branding and how can it stop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how can it stop? I think you and I are right on the on the uh, same page with this one. Yeah, so I think this takes us back to the misconception that we talked about in branding. So yes, the word authentic, uh, if we could banish it from branding, that would be great. I think that would be a great start. And what's sad is there's great irony in that, right? So authentic is really what we're all trying to be, uh, what we're working towards, what we're trying to find the courage to be in who we are, in our brand, in our business. (laughs) I see it uh, every single day in so many different small businesses and solopreneur pages and marketing. And it is exhausting when I've just looked at somebody's page or social media uh, share, and I can go on four other accounts and see something very similar. The way I think people can start to back off from just trying to duplicate and say, yes, I'm authentic. Yes, I'm. I, this is who I am. 
without getting becoming a therapist, a branding therapist, which I think maybe is the direction I'm going at this rate. Um, I really feel like going back to being brave in your brand and being brave in how you're different. People are taking the easy way out. And I may upset people saying that, but not everybody, but there are people that, and I understand why, because it is, it it is scary to say, I'm going to rebrand myself, which is what I had to do. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to say this in a unique, different way that maybe isn't four of the catchphrases that happen to be on fire this month. You know, it is really digging deep. And that is reflective, introspective work. And I think in the day we're in now, the world we're in now, we're pushing forward. We're scheduling things out. We're using all these online ways to organize our information. Really, that groundwork, I think, is missing. And I think people need to take a step back and do that groundwork for themselves. And that's where that evolution can kick back in. And we will see that sort of minimal, the minimal cases where things are just being duplicated across the board. Since we have been talking about authenticity and that's been a trending word and vibe for a while, what trends do you see coming up in branding and how do, maybe these are two different questions, you know, time and circumstance, how do, how do they affect branding? So you can answer either or, or both. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if we're speaking, you know, if you're speaking in, in terms of the time we're in right now. Uh, when I started to relaunch in April and May with the new branding, it was very delicate language. It was very delicate imagery. It was being uh, very sensitive to the people that you were putting this imagery and your voice and this information out in front of. So I think that's a great example. At that time, I just had a great call with a client and they actually live in New York City. And they were saying, you know, for them, what the world looks like right now versus what it looks like for me here in the in Nevada are two very different things. And they were saying that there were a couple people that they used to follow um, on social media and they were posting imagery that that client, my client couldn't relate to, that they didn't understand because their world looked very, very different than what the world of that person, wherever they lived in the country looked like. And this is getting very detailed um, and specific but I'm going somewhere with it. So what happens is when you are marketing out, no matter what is happening in the world, there still has to be an awareness of the differences that exist and how your marketing will impact your audience depending upon where they are living in the world and functioning in the world as it is. Um, I know for me, COVID has been a huge game changer in learning how to do that and being sensitive to that. I mean, I can, I, what my day might look like is very different than somebody else's. So I think you had originally touched on oversharing, uh, where some people overshare in their branding. I think that speaks to that, you know, just, yes, we want to be transparent. Yes. We want to be true to who we are. Yes. We want to be sensitive about what's happening in the climate in which we're marketing, And you can do that and still be very true to who you are. So if you had to leave us with maybe two or three top, I don't want to call them rules, but like helpful hints 
in approaching branding, what would they be? What are what are like your top three cardinal top. rules? I'll call them rules. I'll be bold too. The, the rule of branding, my rules of branding, understand who you are in the scope of what you offer in the world that you offer. Doing the brave, deep diving into what it is you want to offer, why you want to offer it, who you're offering it to, that is critical in your branding because it lays the foundation for everything else. Two, make sure whatever, and this is my copywriter, copy editor side coming out, make sure what you are communicating out in your marketing and in your branding, whether it's your website or a quick social media post, it is error-free, professional, because yes, we want to be true to who we are. We want to be a person, um, you know, in our business and how we represent ourselves, but you must be professional. So use your tools like Grammarly, because no matter what it is, there's nothing worse than someone's delivering a message that I feel connected to and nothing about the sentence or the structure. And there's grammatical errors. It takes away from the validity of your business and your professionalism. And three, understanding, yes, imitation is a form of flattery, but that does not apply in marketing yourself. Always send out your unique self into the world because that is what people will respond to. So that's my third rule. Don't quickly look and say, that looks good and take it and copy it and put in your own name and think that that's going to work because it won't. So it's that quote, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to love an Irish poet. If people want to connect with you and have a longer conversation about branding or just authenticity or just, just do what we do and riff for a while, how can they do that? Uh, they can visit my website, Let's Rock Your Brand. And I thought it was really great because you said rockyourbrand.com. And honestly, I tried to get that domain, but somebody already had it taken. So part of being fluid is finding other ways to make sure that you can get your brand out there. So it's letsrockyourbrand.com. I offer a 30-minute discovery call. I will tell you true transparency. I'm trying to come up with another word for discovery call because everybody says discovery call. Um, but 30 minutes, I'm happy to hop on a Zoom call or a phone call, whichever is more comfortable for the person. And we can just chat and no strings attached. That is that is just absolutely time to talk to somebody that can help you narrow your vision. She can talk. That's Rachel <laughs> Pinturelli um, who from Rock Your Brand. It's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Glad you came by today. Aw, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. You're welcome. And if you are going through some kind of a change, or maybe want to change your brand, or if you are an innovator or developer or have something new to talk about in something like policy or politics, wouldn't that be fun? The arts, medicine, or business, get in touch with me at Liz at EmbarkThePodcast.com. I wanted Embark.com, but that was gone as well. So Rachel, I feel your pain. In any case, until we meet again, thanks for listening.